Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the wild side. Today is Super Tuesday. We're not quite ready to go video with this thing just yet, but we are going to do some audio podcast up until we're ready for that. I am pleased to announce, however, that we are available almost everywhere you can get podcasts. We were already on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're available on iTunes, but we have done a lot of work on the back end on this thing, and we will also be available on TuneIn Plus, Alexa, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and many more coming up. So anywhere you get your podcast, you can probably find us. We are the Wild Side. I'm your host, Curtis Wild, and I am accompanied by Chrissy Wild, my lovely wife. Now, due to our schedules and due to the fact that we homeschool our daughter, Taekwondo, things like that, uh, Chrissy's not going to be able life, life in general. <laughs> Chrissy's not going to always be able to do the podcast with me, so uh, I'm just going to start pumping these things out. Uh, we have a hard time getting our schedules together, so I'm just going to start pumping these things out. And if we can do it together, then we absolutely will, because Chrissy is an awesome co-host. Um, but today is Super Tuesday, and we are going to talk about uh, what's been happening, what's going to happen, uh -huh. what our thoughts are on it. Um have you been seeing some of the things that are going on, Chrissy? I have. And, of course, as always, you expect conflicting reports depending on who's doing the reporting. Um, and polls can tell you some things, but polls don't tell you a lot. Uh, what's going to tell you a lot is talking to people on the ground like the campaigns are doing. Uh, namely, Bernie Sanders' campaign has been on the ground and active in a lot of these communities for a long time now. Uh, so we're seeing some interesting reporting, but I really try to not put too much stock into polls and pundits and talking heads, because um, you really just never know how the cards are going to fall when the voters turn out. I do think that Bernie's ability to speak to younger voters and to speak to members of marginalized communities who have in the past generally not come out very strongly in primary elections... Uh, namely the Hispanic community. Uh, I think that's really going to fare well for him in states like Texas and uh, California, uh, Colorado even. Uh, however, I am a little concerned about states like Alabama. Uh, you just Massachusetts, nah, that's kind of a toss-up. Um, Virginia, I don't know. It's, it's kind of tough. Well, I think a lot of those states that uh, generally go red in the general are probably going to go with the more establishment candidate. Sure, the centrist. Uh, which seems to be Joe Biden, because in just the last 24 hours, he has been endorsed by Amy Klobuchar, who dropped out. Uh -huh. He has been endorsed by Pete Buttigieg, who has dropped out, uh -huh. and uh, Beto O'Rourke, who dropped out a long time ago. And this will probably be one of his final acts. Uh, that have any power in the progressive community, absolutely. Um, Did but, you read or watch the video of um, his endorsement of Biden? No, I haven't seen it yet. I saw the other two, Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. It, while he did come out and endorse Biden, some of the words that he chose to use and the way that he phrased his endorsement uh, also seemed like a closet encouragement of Bernie's people. <laughs> and I found that uh, kind of interesting. 
Well, the thing is, they, they've been co-opting a lot of Bernie's speech, a lot of his, uh-huh. pla- I mean, obviously his platform, his policies uh, are now uh, mainstream in the Democratic Party and are talked about widely and vastly. Um, but they're also stealing some of his talking points and some of his um, uh, mo- most uh, ardent, you know, quotes and, and things of that sort. So... I have a hard time trusting people who do that. It feels very wolf in sheep's clothing to me. Oh, call it what it is. It's fake. It's <laughs> fake. So we are seeing a coalescing of a centrist moderate megazord. We knew that was going to happen. Coming though. together right before Super Tuesday to try to stop Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Because so far in three out of four states, the will of the people has told us that Bernie Sanders is the choice of the people. That's right. So they're panicking. They are in uh, over overdrive mode. And we are going to see a lot of the establishment coming behind Joe Biden. But we still have a, a dark horse in the race. Uh, something that I hadn't really thought about um, when I saw Buttigieg drop out. I saw Klobuchar drop out. A lot of their votes that they were going to get, a lot of the split uh, that that they were going to get of delegates sure. is going to go to Mike Bloomberg. He has been he's already spent a half a billion dollars in Super Tuesday states yeah, while he so ignored the other states and didn't even bother campaigning in them. So when Bloomberg splits those moderate votes with Joe Biden, it's probably going to end up negating Klobuchar and Buttigieg's dropout and endorsement. Uh, I see that. Yeah, so and that's what I'm seeing here. I'm seeing that they're all coming together, but Bloomberg's going to make it not matter. Yeah. Um. So so he's really throwing a, a stick in the pegs of this bicycle that's rolling down the road, uh, and trying to to stop the Bernie Sanders movement, try to stop the progressive vote, the progressive voice, and that's exactly what they're going to do. If they stop Bernie Sanders. They're going to stop the progressive vote. And if they don't have the progressive vote heading into November, Donald Trump is going to eat Joe Biden for lunch. He's not only going to eat Joe Biden's lunch, he's going to eat Joe Biden for lunch. And this is what I'm seeing. I'm looking at a lot of comment sections all over the Internet and different places. And if you really want to know the voice of the people and what they're saying, you go to those places and you listen. Yeah. And what they're saying is that if we nominate Joe Biden in the Democratic Party, Donald Trump's going to win. I see a lot of progressives saying, now we kind of saw this in 2016 when they said if Hillary's the nominee, we're voting Green Party. I'm I'm, seeing that again where people are saying if Joe Biden is the chosen nominee or Bloomberg, oh my God, worst case scenario, uh, that they will vote for the Green Party. And while personally I feel like that's, washing away the vote um this time it would be a much larger protest people would specifically do it for no other reason than to protest what they have seen from the democratic establishment in 2016 and 2020 let's not just limit it to the progressives though because what i see and and what i hear uh, heard at the door in 16 what i heard at the door in 2018 is Republicans and independents saying that 
if Bernie Sanders was our nominee, they would have voted for him. Absolutely. Um, and they're saying it again in 2020. Right. If Bernie Sanders is your nominee, we'll vote for him. That's because his platform is the only one that crosses not just Democratic-Republican party lines, but all party lines. He is touching on and has a an idea, a plan, a solid plan uh, for every issue that is not only intersectional, um, but completely inter-party. Well, that's because the working class isn't just one party. That's the, right. I mean, poor and uh, poverty-stricken people are not just one party. Um, so these people are the people that Bernie Sanders' policies and platforms speak to. Mm. Um, so it, it's not for them about a party. It's not about being loyal to a party. It's about them seeing a candidate who is offering fundamental changes in their life that is going to better their future, better right. their children's future, better their grandchildren's future. And that resonates with people. Absolutely. Resonates with people all over the country. Yep. I saw a tweet from uh, a gentleman a couple of days ago who, I, if I remember correctly, I believe he was in his 50s or 60s. And he said he was voting Democrat for the first time in his entire life and he planned to vote for Bernie simply because... After voting Republican, not only down ballot, but in presidential races his entire life, he hasn't seen them return the things that they promised. They come into town, they promise all of, of these things, and they promise people, oh, we're going to lower your taxes and life is going to get easy. And he simply said, I haven't seen them come to fruition with the things that they've promised me, and I'm tired of their empty promises, but I believe that Bernie can get these things done. And we're seeing that all over the country yeah. with people who voted for trump in 16 and not just republican but democrats too right they're, they're saying look you guys want our vote but you only come to town every four years for an election right well i mean we're getting better about midterm elections so now we're coming to town every two years right um but then you've got a guy like bernie sanders who never stopped campaigning exactly. in 2016 he never who, shut up he never sat down and he never went home he never relented that's right um and he persisted and oh, neither did goodness. his people yeah that, that's exactly true kept going and i mean there is a sect of people who uh got involved in politics around the time of Bernie Sanders, who supported Bernie Sanders, but have now been elected to positions within the party um, and have now taken jobs that, that are uh, that require them being a certain amount of uh, political expedient, politically right. expedient. Right. Um, so I've seen quite a bit of drop off. But on the adverse side of that, I've also seen quite a bit of building, community building, coalition building, uh, coming out of Bernie's campaign from 2016, building for four years, and now not only do we have the young vote, but we've got four more years of the young vote. That's right. And so, young people, I implore you, you are the biggest voting block in the country right yes. now. If you want to improve your future, if you want your kids to have a better future, your grandchildren to have a better future, then you need to campaign for Bernie Sanders. You need to vote for Bernie Sanders. You need to get out there and make sure that people know what Bernie Sanders is about, um, what his platform and policies will do for them. Uh, and we need to make this thing a mandate. Because if we walk into Milwaukee, and I'm telling you this as a quote-unquote superdelegate, which we change the name, I'm an automatic delegate until the second round, and then I'm an unpledged delegate. And I can vote any way I want to, but so can all the other, quote, superdelegates. So we need you to make sure that superdelegates like myself don't vote. 
We need to make sure that superdelegates are not allowed to sway the will of the people, to sway uh, this election for nothing better, nothing more than profit structures. Um, because let me explain something. Or just to, to you. snub the person who came in and unwilling to play by the rules of the establishment. Yeah, who came Sanders in and said, "We're gonna game. no, we're gonna do this our own way." Um, you had mentioned like a drop off. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily see it as a drop off because what I've seen is those people who adamantly supported Bernie in 16, who, like you said, have since been elected to positions that require them to be more politically expedient. Given the fact that his supporters, so many of his supporters all over the country, all over the world, to be honest with you, um, did not give up and did not stop spreading the message and talking to people in preparation for not just 2018, but for 2020. For each one of those, imagine how many people they have talked to. Imagine how many people whose minds they could potentially have opened, not necessarily changed, although some of them they may have, but with the contact that they've had with people and how much they've talked about Bernie and his policies and how much they could help us. I think that turns, you know, five politically expedient um, people into potentially 50 voters. I would like to say that, and I'm sure that there are those people out there, but I've also saw people that waned in their support for, for a progressive agenda. Right. Uh, and in that, they went to candidates like Buttigieg, Klobuchar, uh, Warren. And, and I think a lot of people just felt discouraged. I think a lot of people did feel discouraged, but I think that they felt discouraged because the Democratic Party uh, didn't listen to the, vote, the will of the people in 16. Right. And... Uh, they saw a party that since then has been fighting the will of the people um, tooth and nail and publicly. Except for in 18 when they wanted the progressives to help them win back the House. Yeah. We did that. And then 2020 comes around and they're like, oh, yeah, no, progressives, we're not. You're you're not welcome to play our game. Well, let's talk about 18 real quick. Yeah. Because a lot of the talking heads, pundits in, in the media uh, will tell you, well, the establishment candidates won. The moderate candidate won. But what they Where? didn't see... Well, a lot of elections. It happened in a lot of elections across the country. But what they didn't see is that the establishment candidate was the only one who had funding. Right. Was the only one who had party infrastructure right. behind them. Was the only one uh, who who knew the, the movers and the shakers that they could navigate and... Uh, play that politics game because you have established party elites coming into these races and handpicking the person that they want to run in that race and throwing all the money they possibly can at them but look at february bernie got 46 uh, 46.5 million dollars in the month of february one month yeah one month 29 days because it's a leap year um and he proved he's been proving that uh there is progressive money there, there are uh, donations coming in. Mm-hmm. Bernie has the most donations from the most people from the most places in this country. Right. Literally, they have to take Bernie off of the map so you can even see other people's uh, contributions, contributors, because Bernie absolutely dominates the map. Yeah. Um, so we look at that and we realize that uh, the progressives that that were defeated but still uh, rejected Donald Trump so much that they helped get those establishment candidates over the the finish line. Yeah. 
um, we're seeing them be able to figure out that they can self-fund campaigns and, and not just self-fund, not self-fund, but um, speak to the progressives, speak to, to the working class and to, to poor people. And some of these people are only able to give $2.70 yeah. or a dollar. But um, it's something. And that comes from a lot something. of places. And those dollars are not just donations. They're buy-ins. Those are votes. Because you're not going to give somebody money if you're not willing to vote for them. Yeah, I see them as votes of confidence because you have people who are donating or who have donated to multiple progressive candidates. And even if they had one that they that they preferred over the others, they still gave money to the others because they wanted to see what they could do and build their, their grassroots coalition. I'm glad the only one that we've donated to is Bernie. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I, I did donate to AOC's pack. Yes. Uh, um, AOC has a, her own political action committee now. So I should have said only presidential uh, candidate that we've donated true, to. True. True. Um, and I donated Cory Bush not too long ago. Who's, yes. Uh, running in, in. Who we should Missouri, also talk about. Missouri CD one. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to need a lot of help, especially after uh, next Tuesday. Right. Um, being able to to take on the establishment, same as Bernie does. Yeah. So. We're going to be talking about her heading into November. Um, and, and the thing is that today is a pivotal day, um, but it's almost like the question isn't can Bernie win? It's how much can Biden take away from him as far as the delegate count? Right, which is why uh, the other day when we went to do that canvassing event, the big conversation in the office was that Biden's camp was going around to some of the other campaigns and saying, hey, stay in the race as long as you can so we can siphon votes away from Bernie, so we can splinter the progressive vote even further, so forth and so on. And then those same campaigns, at least a couple of them, just a couple of days later, completely drop out of the race the day before Super Tuesday. So how did... I guess he could see that that is working for him because he they endorsed him and he expects their supporters to go to him. And I know that these things happen in pretty much every election for candidates to coalesce behind one um, once they start to realize that they're not going to win. I don't know. There was a lot of elections that they just coronated a, a leader and said, this is the person. And right. So- a lot of people that are in the political system now don't even know how primaries work. They right. see it as divisive because it is by nature. Absolutely. It is a contest on one side of the political spectrum in one party. It is a contest. Yeah. And in contests, there are winners and there are losers. So my, it is divisive by nature. Right. And my fear is that the establishment – people like to call the establishment in this country the DNC because they are the central body of the party in the country. And while, yes, they kind of are the uh, the ringleader of the circus, <laughs> uh, you still have a lot of people that are within it or members of it, parts of it, that really don't make those decisions. My fear is that they will be comfortable potentially having to learn the lesson of 16 the hard way again by handing the election to Donald Trump just because they don't want to hear about what progressives want. And it's not just what progressives want. Progressives, by and large, I think people are starting to realize, are the voices of the people. 
And when you ran in 2016, yes, you were ran as a Democrat, but you were a very progressive Democrat. And the reason why you chose to run, the reason why you chose to get involved was because you didn't see anybody like us, i.e. not financially endowed and, and rich and, and politically involved, speaking up. So this is, this is the... The people who know preventing the people who don't from getting involved. Well, the people who didn't know in 16, they learned. They learned all these four years. And now this is why Bernie has such a strong groundswell grassroots movement underneath him is because we literally had to learn the hard way. And now is the DNC going to insist on learning that lesson again? I don't know. Did they learn in 16? It's not looking like it. No, it absolutely doesn't look like it. They're still trying a lot of the same tricks, um, closing down polling stations. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of people being purged, but I did see uh, in a couple states where like a quarter million people were purged here and right. uh, 25,000 people were They tried it in California here. a couple months ago and then people sounded the alarm. Well, the alarm needs to be sounded. Absolutely. That's the other thing is that people spend so long looking the other direction or mm -hmm. just simply not paying attention. Well, now with the, the advent of the Internet, yep. we are able to uh, not only look up what's going on all over the nation, see videos of it, see personal on the ground accounts of these situations, uh, but we're able to spread that information in a really quick fashion like that story that came out not too long ago um that that seemed angry at bernie supporters because they've learned how to use the internet oh boy that's really what it you mean boiled people down who to. grew up learning how to use computers actually learned how to use them to their advantage yeah. and now they're offended by it yeah. maybe they should have gotten on board with technology instead of rejecting it 15 years ago but see, the thing is, we still have um, that, that huge three-headed monster um, that is the mainstream media right. that reaches so many more homes than maybe a tweet uh, is capable of. And uh, they are, are trying to, to forge a message that is not really being reflected by your average everyday American. Right. They're, they're trying to forge this message that Joe Biden is seen as a strong candidate. Joe Biden is seen as Barack Obama's shadow, and we can't lose sight of that. Right. And he's also seen as someone who is not Barack Obama. No, he can't even put together a coherent sentence yeah. half the time. O Obama was a magnificent speaker. He, uh, David Sirota, I believe, yeah. uh, helped some of uh, his speech writing. Um but Obama did a lot of it himself. Right. And because he knew he, what he wanted to say. He was really good at it. He yeah. was very thoughtful in his word usage. Sure. And Joe Biden, every time he speaks, shows that he has cognitive decline. He doesn't have decline. that polished diction at all. Cognitive sure. decline. Yeah. He's not there. He is not all there. Right. He said Super Thursday in a speech yesterday when he also messed up the declaration of independence stopped right in the middle of the beginning of it and told the people you know what it says man if you're gonna attempt to recite something like that that is held at the heart of our nation at least make sure you know it i recited that off the top of my head at our bernie march in 2016 when cory bush announced her senate campaign that's right i remember that um off the top of my head. Right. And I'm not a super political guy. Right. And you haven't taken a history class in quite a few years. Yeah. I'm not a poli-sci major. None of that. 
So the fact that our former vice president can't say that mm-hmm. and, and some dude that looked like a biker in 2016, <laughs> wedding DJ, pro wrestler, right. was able to pull it off the top of his head in a speech, that says something. And Biden is not where he needs to be mentally no. in order to take on Donald Trump. No. Donald Trump is going to mop the floor with Joe Biden, and we need to not make the same mistakes that we've made in the past, which is uh, nominating the weakest candidate to go up against their strongest candidate. It's very simple. People view Joe Biden as Hillary 2.0, and I do not see this election going any different. If we nominate Joe Biden, just like we nominated Hillary, he may be able to win an election that only Democrats vote um, or win the, the Democratic nomination. But he doesn't have a chance in the general election. And people no, need to realize that they need to get it quick. They need to grab a hold of it, hold right. it tight. And they need to realize that Bernie Sanders is the strongest option that we have. Not only does he talk speak to uh, Democratic voters, he speaks to uh, all people um, uh, of color. He speaks to all people. That, a large amount of independent voters. Large amount of independent voters, large amount of Republican voters. People always complain Women. about the 12% right. of Bernie Sanders supporters that voted for Donald Trump in the general election. Right. Without ever mentioning that those 12% were registered Republicans that would have voted for Bernie Sanders in the general. Yeah. Um, so when, when we look at that, we realize that Bernie speaks to so many different sects of our society. Um, this isn't just about nominating the best Democrat. This is about nominating the best person we can in our party to promote to the presidency of the United States. Right. And once we think about it that way, we're going to be on a clear path to defeating Donald Trump in November. Exactly. Um, but if they keep fighting the will of the people, it's obvious 25,000 people in L.A. came out, la- uh, was it last night? Yeah. Um, that that said, this is what we want. We want Bernie Sanders. And that's happening all over the country. And it will continue to happen after the nomination process is complete and into November. Right. If anyone else achieves the nomination, that will not happen. Right. Well, it we can't. All, we also not. can't ignore Democrats abroad. They start voting today, but they actually get a full two weeks to complete their voting process before we can tabulate them into the results as well. And people don't really take Democrats abroad into consideration, but we know a few of them. They're great people, and they yeah, are they are a a solid uh, group who really, from a an outside perspective, can see what's happening here in the the homeland. And we will do a podcast about that as it gets closer to uh, Democrats abroad's vote coming in. We'll be able to follow that. Um, but today is Super Tuesday. Right. We got fourteen states and American Samoa that are voting today. Thirteen hundred plus delegates. Yes. Over one third of all the delegates needed uh, in, to secure the nomination. Mm-hmm. That's happening today. So we need all of you to get up, get out in those 14 states, vote for Bernie Sanders, vote for real hope and real change, vote for the man who is going to bring progress to this country by putting the power back in the hands of the working class, by putting the power back in the hands of the poor and struggling. And we've only got one shot at this. That's Bernie's right. not going to run in four years. Right. So if we don't do this now, this country may very well be lost to someone like Donald Trump and his agenda, which will have a mandate if he landslides Joe Biden for years and and, and possibly decades to come. Generations. This is a, a, 
election that will affect generations That's in this right. nation. And I hate to say it, but it is do or die. It is do or die. And we are going to keep uh, putting these things out. We need you guys to get out to the polls. If you're in other states, phone bank to those states uh, that are voting today and try to get those people out to the polls. Try to get those people to vote for a future that we can believe in. Um, thank you for listening to The Wild Side. I have been your host. My name is Curtis Wild, elected DNC member. I'm accompanied by... Chrissy Wild. And folks, if you know anyone in your neighborhood, in your area, who may not be able to get out and vote today because they don't have a car or whatever their reason is, please offer them assistance, giving them rides. Uh, help as many people get to the polls as you possibly, possibly can. Thanks for joining us on the wild side. You can connect with us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, and subscribe on YouTube. All of that is at the wild side, W Y L D E S Y D E. I didn't have to tell you that. And you can check all that out at thewildside.com. Until next time. Thank you for stepping on through to the wild side. I just want to say one of my favorite writers growing up was a man named James Baldwin. And I remember Baldwin saying, you asked my father to wait, my brother to wait, my uncle to wait. How long must I wait on freedom? How long must I wait on rights and equality and liberty? And as a black child, that resonated with me because I knew I had been denied and I personalized that. But as I grew, I started to understand poor white people have been denied. Women have been denied. Gays and lesbians, transgender people been denied. Immigrant children been denied. Everybody outside of that 1% has been denied. So I want you to take a few seconds to look to your left and look to your right. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, the time is now. There are more of us. We're stronger. We will wait no longer. The time is now. When you go to that booth next year, I need you to carry in that booth the memory of this room. Black, white, straight, gay, men, female. We are together. We are united. Our time is right now. We will not wait four more years. We will not wait 20 more years. We will not wait two more presidents. We will not wait three more presidents. The time is now. The time is not in the future. The time is not some abstract time. The time is not something that might be. The time ain't something that could be. The time ain't nothing that should be, that would be. It ain't tomorrow. It ain't the day after. It ain't coming next week. The time is. The time is. The time is. The time is. Senator Bernard Sanders will be the next president of the United States of America. Thank you.